Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, I'm here with my friend, colleague, and partner in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer. Hey, Armin, and hello to our listeners. Isn't it great to be here and in sprawling 720p video? (laughs) We're coming to everyone with our first video podcast episode. For those of you listening on our, our podcast on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen, Uh, You're not seeing us, but if you'd like to, we have a YouTube channel and you can actually see us talk, get to know us a little bit better and follow us to get our short videos on YouTube. And that's it. YouTube handle, surprisingly, Physicians Helping Attorneys. It's at Physicians Helping Attorneys. So check us out on YouTube. And today's, today's podcast is our first and very exciting video podcast. Yeah, that's right, Mike. And it's exciting. And uh, as I said to you earlier, it's also just maybe a teeny bit uh, nerve wracking for us to be doing it in video as well. I certainly oh. can't um, do the video, the podcast anymore in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It's very different, but it's very exciting too. I think it gives us a whole new way to interact with our attorneys and physician listeners who are learning about this type of consulting that is really changing the way attorneys, it, it really is a new exciting tool for them to uh, to help them and their clients. So why don't you jump into uh, exactly what today's episode is going to be about? Okay. Actually, uh, of course, as you know, Mike, we actually came up with this topic before uh, we knew we were going to switch over to video. But what we're going to talk about today are some success stories. So uh, as all of our uh, listeners know, we help attorneys to increase case value, save attorney time. We do it without breaking the bank. And we do that because we work on the strategic development of medical issues. And we're often the missing piece in maximizing medical damages, future medical care and costs and, and so forth. So we thought, let's talk about some of the successes that, we, uh, that we've had, that our attorney clients have had, and ultimately the success that the injured person has had. And so, this topic came up very organically, I should share, because we got two emails kind of back to back the same day from attorney clients that when they came in and you and I were brainstorming for podcast topics, it was like, well, we got to share this feedback. You know, we right. got to... We got to get the specific examples of, of case value increases or, or how we're saving time and just frankly share, you know, uh, de-identified feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you said that, by the way. So why don't I start sharing a case for today? Great. So our first case that, again, 
recent feedback, Armin, you've been doing this for 15 years. I've been doing this for four years now. And, but very recent feedback. We helped on a case involving a car crash. A middle-aged gentleman uh, had gone through a, a, a red light and hit another car. Or this our, our attorney's client had properly gone through a blinking red light and, and another car had ignored it and, and hit this gentleman on the side. He was having neck pain and headaches, went to the ER and was back and forth. The attorney was back and forth with the insurance company. And ultimately, the attorney emailed us and said, uh, I need a report, a comprehensive medical summary report to outline the ongoing medical problems that my client's having because the offers that we're getting are, are lowball. They're, they're just not appropriate. This guy is significantly injured. Mm -hmm. We were able to review the case. And in reviewing it, there was one little wrinkle where he had been to the ER a few weeks before the crash because he had, had fallen on some ice. And I guess this was a big sticking point for the opposing counsel right. and, and, and that this head injury may have been a cause of that. But what right. ultimately happened is we were able to explain that through the medical record and through a phone interview with his client and really explain that that, that head injury was completely unrelated and that the symptoms were directly a cause of that, that automobile crash. And we estimated future medical costs to be roughly $30,000, $45,000, which was significantly more than our attorney had expected originally, mm -hmm. making all of our opinions within a reasonable degree of medical certainty. And the attorney wrote to us and said, before he included our report in his settlement negotiation, he got an offer of $19,000. Mm -hmm. And after our report, which was quite affordable, he said he was able to settle the case for $32,000. That's great. That's I mean, great. That, that, that to us is a real world identifiable number to place a value on something that you've been saying for a decade regarding the value of these reports. Right. It also brings up, Mike, this whole issue of opposing counsel, opposing doctors. They're, usually, they're often, if not usually, looking for some other explanation rather than the most obvious and most logical one. If they can come up with a pre-existing condition argument, they're certainly going to make it. And uh, that's what it sounds like the opposing doctor, opposing counsel was doing in this case, right? Exactly. You know, I have a, I have a quote here that I can read. You know, his final sentence of that email said that I have no doubt that your opinion was the grease we needed to push the settlement up. And I think it was when I saw that that I, I thought to myself, Armin, we need to talk about this. I mean, right. it doesn't get any better than that as someone offering this type of service. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and share a case? Okay. So this is a case happened a few years ago, but and I think you know about this case, but this is a case of a 22-year-old woman who was stopped in traffic and she was rear-ended. And she was rear-ended, the, the uh, uh, fending vehicle was traveling at a pretty high rate of speed and just smashed into the uh, end of her car. So she developed acute appendicitis six hours after the accident. And she wound up having an appendectomy and. Uh, the attorney asked me, do you think that the 
appendicitis was accident related. And actually, I can tell you, I think I've talked to you about this before, but when I was on the phone with the attorney, I was thinking, well, I don't know about that, right? So uh, I read uh, the medical records and then I went to interview the client. What I found out when I interviewed the client is that even though she was properly restrained, she was hit with enough force that her abdomen just smashed in to the uh, steering wheel. So she experienced blunt force trauma to the abdomen. So then I went to the medical literature and what I found out is that blunt force trauma to the abdomen, now particularly in teens and young adults, and she was 22, can in fact precipitate acute appendicitis. So I wrote up my report and answered the attorney's question. And uh, based on the medical fact pattern, uh, it was my opinion to, uh, that the uh, auto accident, the crash, was the immediate and proximate cause of her acute appendicitis, subsequent uh, appendectomy. And the attorney included this as a damage in the case. And what I found out when the case was eventually settled, the attorney uh, talked with me about this. He said that increased the case value by $40,000. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. So interesting. You know, I have a, my, my next case, it's, it's kind of different, but similar. Mm -hmm. This was a case we did recently where we were asked to write regarding a car crash, but also directly relating to causation of a strange injury, kind of like the appendicitis, yeah. where the woman was in her 60s and experienced a collision, a front end collision. Oh, and right. it, was right. it was significant enough. This crash was significant enough to cause her chest to strike the steering wheel. Right. Her glasses f flew off her head. She went to the ER and all of her scans were normal. So she went home. The following day, she presented with significant abdominal and upper upper chest discomfort. She goes back to the ER and it actually might have been two or three days later, to be honest. And the they found that she had a large hiatal hernia. And a mm -hmm. hiatal hernia, for our listeners is where the stomach actually pushes up from the abdominal space up into the chest space through the diaphragm where there's a small hole that, that's supposed to keep those organs down where they belong in the abdomen. Yeah, and that the, hernia- The uh, stomach is not supposed to be uh, up uh, above uh, that uh, sphincter, right? That's exactly right. And and it was brand new for her. She had never been told she had had a hernia. So the- the attorney was wondering, could this crash, and he certainly believed he and the, her, his client thought that this crash probably caused the hernia, but opposing counsel wasn't convinced, and he was really you know, running up against a brick wall with being able to uh, claim that this crash caused the hernia because, lo and behold, she required minimally invasive surgery, robotic surgery for mm -hmm. the hernia, and that surgery only lasted for about two months and failed. Mm. She had to be operated on a second time, had significant scar tissue, spent the better half of a year in a hospital due to post-operative complications, difficulty eating, swallowing, reflux disease, all stemming from having this hernia from a car crash. And the attorney, of course, wanted to relate the car crash directly yeah. to the hernia. Asked us to do this, 
jumped in. I had never personally heard or, or been a part of a case like this prior, but you get involved in the literature and you find, lo and behold, one of the leading causes of traumatic paraesophageal hernia mm -hmm. is car crashes or motor, motor vehicle trauma. So go. in our 12-page report, we included a copious amount of literature supporting that hernia can be a direct cause of traumatic impact and that this woman in all of her ongoing litany of issues and medical problems was directly related to the crash, estimating that all of that care was directly caused by the crash, future care that was going to eventually future surgeries needed, estimating future medical costs. And the attorney wrote us an email, which is the reason that we are right. again sharing this, and said, quote, in the email, thank you so much for the report. We just settled this case. I don't think we would have settled this matter for my client without your report. And ultimately, Armin, you followed up with me that he let you know that we set, that they settled the case for $100,000. Right. Yeah. That's a big win. That's a huge win. And, and this, again, is affordable. We are not acting as traditional medical experts. Right. We are affordable, consulting, ready-to-go, quick turnaround medical legal consultants that are more of a collaborative part of your team and not a adversarial or combative or busy too busy to help you traditional medical experts that sometimes are not don't really feel like an extension of your team exactly exactly well let, let me talk about another one so this came up it was kind of amusing actually the way it came up so one of my attorney clients called me and he said hey i want to discuss this new case with you and before he did that he said by the way uh, i want to let you know that last case we did uh, your report helped to increase the settlement amount by $35,000. <laughs> and so uh, I asked him about that. I mean, I said, that's great. You know, I asked him about that. So he said, well, here's what he explained. So obviously, uh, this was a medical summary report that I did that the attorney included as part of the settlement demand letter. And what I found out from the attorney is, of course, always we always talk about the damages, but in this particular case, we always and we always talk about the future medical care and costs and give our medical opinions with regard to that. So what he told me is that based on my assessment of the future medical care and particularly the costs that were actually larger than he had initially was going to put in the settlement demand, that that increased the settlement amount by this $35,000. And as you and I have talked about, our attorneys are great. They're smart. They know a lot of medicine, but of course they didn't go to medical school. So we can oftentimes do a more complete, thorough job. We can go to the literature and look things up on this future medical care and cost section and using my uh, report as part of the settlement demand letter as a supplement to the settlement demand letter that increased the case value by 35,000. Now what's also interesting about that, I remember what I charged him or what my fee was for that case. And uh, it happened to be $3,500. So, <laughs> That's what's called a good return on investment. Right, right. <laughs> so that was great. Great for the case. Great for the 
injured person, great for the attorney. And uh, I was I was pleased with that outcome. You know, that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes that I got when I started doing this work. And it really confirmed uh, that, that your system and your way of doing this consulting was was legitimate and helpful to our attorneys. I got off the phone after doing a standard of care merit analysis mm -hmm. for an attorney for a medical malpractice case. And he, he, at the end of the call, I'll tell you the case in a minute. At the end of the call, he said to me, oh, geez, doc, you saved me tens of thousands mm -hmm. of dollars in probably a couple of months of work and effort. And right. I was like, all right, hey, I think at the end I said, could you repeat that? I, I didn't have my tape recorder on. <laughs> but the, the case involved a middle-aged man who had gone through a, a tooth extraction. Mm. And the extraction went fine, but then that night he was in a lot of pain. So he went to the ER and they gave him some, uh, uh, they gave him pain medication. They had a, a dental emergency doc look at him and he was fine. They sent him home. And two days later, he came back with, with still ongoing uh, complaints of pain, kind of some, some pus, and worried about, you know, if this extraction was a problem. They did a scan on him at that day, and they found no significant abscess, but they did put him on antibiotics, and they sent him home. And this, was, this is at a, a big, very well-renowned hospital. And two days later, he came back again with more pain. They evaluated him, did an exam, and they said, you know what, we just scanned you, and they uh, they confirmed that the antibiotics were good. They even had maxillary facial surgery see him, and they, then they sent him home. He came back a fourth time total, I think, if you're adding him up, and finally, they actually, uh, he started having significant swelling by the time he got to the ER that time. He couldn't swallow, and they diagnosed him with Ludwig's angina, which is a yeah. rare but very serious jaw mouth infection that is more of a cellulitis than an abscess. It's like an infection of the tissue mm -hmm. and it's life-threatening when it happens. Wow. This guy got intubated and admitted to the ICU. He spent two weeks in the ICU, mm. had a lot of complications, spent the better half of three months in and out of the hospital and had a long recovery. So naturally, he's very upset. He was sent home only two days prior from the ER. But the key was when I looked at the medical records, when he, that final time he was discharged, there was an excellent note written by that ER doc who had done a very thorough neck mouth exam that specifically, I swear this doc probably looked up Ludwig's angina yeah. and was ruling out right. a physical diagnosis of it. And lo and behold, Ludwig's angina, which we know as physicians is a physical diagnosis. It's not, it's not typically diagnosed by a CT scan or lab studies. Right. This doctor knew what he was doing and trying to rule out, and he did the standard of care. He met standard of care. He did not have Lud Ludwig's angina at the time, and he sent him home, which lo and behold was not the best answer looking back with hindsight, but right. he did satisfy standard of care, and I was able to educate the attorney on these nuances and that's when at the end, he, he gave me that quote that was good as gold. And yeah. to save someone tens of thousands of dollars for just the few hours of work that we're able to do as medical legal consultants, uh, it, that, that to me, it's something I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. And I learned something too, uh, because of course, angina, that's chest pain, right? But this isn't called that. This is Ludwig's angina. 
And yes. so I learned how to pronounce it correctly as well. Yeah. Do you have another case you'd like to share, Armin? Yeah. Let me share another one. So um, we answer, as our, as our listeners and viewers know, we, we answer any kind of medical question that comes up in a case. So what that means is we're often looking at all of the medical issues in the case, all of the medical injuries in the case. And we're often the only physician who's got that, you know, that quote 30,000 foot view, right? Because the treating doctors are all working as they should be, I guess, but are all working on their specific part of the case. Uh, the head injury, the broken bone, the rotator cuff injury, whatever it is, but they're not looking at the other things. So what we always do, of course, is talk to the attorney, then we're going to read the medical records. Then the next thing we do in every case is we interview the client of the attorney. And when I was interviewing the client of the attorney in this case, um, it, it was obvious to me, even before she talked about it, but it was obvious to me that this person uh, was very depressed. By the way, this was an auto pedestrian accident in which the woman had multiple injuries and uh, had to go through a lot of treatment and uh, had some uh, serious functional losses. Uh, she uh, had problems with activities of daily living. Uh, she was unable to work for a long period of time. And uh, she actually said, I've been really depressed over these, what's happened to me and all these problems that I have. So I, uh, it was my opinion that the woman probably had, uh, well, it was my opinion that she did have major depression secondary to a medical condition, but uh, that's the formal diagnosis. But obviously secondary to this traumatic uh, crash and uh, and the injuries that she subsequently had. So I went back and, uh, I, by the way, I told her I was going to do this, but I went back, I talked to her attorney and I said, look, I think she has this depression is directly uh, related uh, to the auto pedestrian accident. And I think what this person really needs is an evaluation by a psychiatrist. And I think they'll make the same diagnosis as I did. And, and then subsequent treatment for that depression. So um, the, in this case, the attorney had a go-to psychiatrist, right? So um, sent the person there. Sure enough, the psychiatrist uh, as the treating doctor made that diagnosis uh, and then got this person into treatment. And what I learned uh, later is that adding this diagnosis as a damage in the case, increased the case value by $30,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. The, another service that's not necessarily obvious that we offer as consultants is expert referral and right. vetting of experts, medical experts who will testify or write affidavits of merit uh, be deposed for their expert opinions on cases. And we had a case come up recently that involved a, what one might think is straightforward, but in most of these cases often are not. It involved a gentleman who had an ENT surgery uh, in, in his septum. And 12 to 18 months later from the surgery, he is still having congestion, some pain, discomfort, 
uh, yeah, he, he's oozing some, you know, material. And he, he, the doctors keep saying, no, nah, everything's fine. We don't see anything wrong. And the, he finally went to a surgeon who said, you know, you've been dealing with this too long. We have to go in and look at it. Mm-hmm. He goes in and he finds retained surgical material. Yeah. You know, I hesitate to say sponge mm-hmm. because there are, there are very, there's gray area. There, there's materials that are like sponges or maybe they're, they're supposed to dissolve and they don't. And there's, there's various natures of these surgical material. And the, the gentleman, the a client of our attorney was just, was irate because he had dealt with this for over you know, a year and a half of these problems. And yeah. the others, the new surgeon removed it and he got better right away. And mm. this really prolonged his recovery and caused a lot of issues. And he wanted to pursue this case for negligence. And in finding an ENT surgeon, you know, I, I spoke to five or six different ENT surgeons who were all kind of not really familiar with this specific type of retained mm. material and were kind of lukewarm on it, but mm. obviously would look at it. And then it was it was like magic. I was able to find this this surgeon expert who was really a specialist in this specific type of surgery and had wow. also been a, a a a testifying expert involving a retained sponge-like material that was a, a similar manufacturer to this exact material and he was involved in state related legislation regarding material like this and he was he was more than happy and quite interested to be a part of this case on behalf of our plaintiff uh, uh, client and it was really a match made and when right. I, I was able to deliver this expert to the attorney and introduce them it was obvious and the attorney said right away to me hey, this really saved us so much runaround. You made this case so much more straightforward by finding the right expert. Mm-hmm. And we connected them and, and passed the baton and the expert took it from there. And again, we we do that as a almost an add-on service to the rest of the services that we offer because we're able to have those doctor-to-doctor conversations with these experts. Yeah, and thank goodness that person got better right away once uh, the proper diagnosis was made and uh, the intervention occurred. Really helps prove, prove causation, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share today, Armin? I, no, I don't. Anything on, uh, for you? No, I, but I, we, we got to tell people now that we're on YouTube, if you yeah. are, if you are on YouTube or if you're not go on YouTube and find us, uh, go ahead and subscribe to this channel, the physicians helping attorneys channel click that bell that says that you'll get notifications when we post new episodes. If you're listening to us in iTunes or on Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcasts, go ahead and subscribe to us. You'll get alerted when we get new episodes pushed out there. And you can always email us at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com if you'd like to give us some feedback, if you'd like to ask us a question, if you would have a case that you'd like some information on and would consider uh, liking assistance on, and you can go to our website, also www.physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Uh, you're noticing a trend there. You probably Google us and, and, and find us as well. Great. Thanks, Mike, and uh, for saying that. And we look forward to having all of you back for the next episode. Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. 
For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Thank you.